Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderbilt. Thank you, Jesus. So, for those of you that don't know me, which I think you all know me, but in case you don't know who I am, my name is Sharon. Um, I'm part of this congregation. Um, part of leading it with my husband, Kevin, right there. Celebrating our fourth wedding anniversary next week. If you want to give us presents, they're very welcome. I'm joking. You don't have to. Um, but yeah, there's lots and lots coming up. Lots of celebrations. Summer is always a brilliant time, isn't it? We're all on holiday. Or if you're not on holiday, you maybe have a staycation at your house. Um, but it's a brilliant time to reflect on what God is, has done and what God is doing and what God is going to do because it's a bit of a break from all the busyness and craziness of life. Especially if you're a teacher, it's a brilliant time summer, isn't it, Karen? Yes, <laughs> it's brilliant. So at the moment, we are in a series about prayer as a whole church. And um, we've heard some powerful preachings the last few Sundays. We've heard about the importance of prayer, the power of prayer, the importance to persevere in prayer. And that's what actually I want to speak to you about tonight a bit more, the perseverance in prayer. I've spent a lot of time in order to prepare for this preach in listening to the preachers, reading books, praying, reading the Bible and everything. So just want you to be aware, if some points sound familiar and you think you've heard them before, it's because you have. Okay, not all of this is something I might have come up with. These are is a bit of a mixture of everything I've heard, learned over the years. Maybe if you've been to Bible college, you'll hear some hear some things Pastor Colleen sometimes says. Is that okay? Cool. All right. So I really pray that God will use this time to stir something in your heart about prayer, because prayer is such a key part of our Christian life, isn't it? What's the point in praying if we don't believe something's going to happen as a result? So. Let's just pray before we get into the word. Is that okay? Before we pray, just sorry. Can you just set, determine in your heart an expectation, a faith? Not of what I'm going to bring because I can do nothing, but God can do amazing things. Okay? So in your heart, as, you, as, you, as we pray, just set your heart in an expectation, something that you're going to receive from God, you're going to hear from God. And just let, yeah, let your faith level rise. It's not about how many people are in the room. It's not about what day of the week it is. It's not about who's speaking. It's all the same God. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you so much because you are good and you are here. So, Father, right now I just pray that you would come with your Holy Spirit and you would fill our hearts, Lord God, with revelation, with passion for your word, a passion for prayer. Father, thank you that your faith is so key in your kingdom. And, Father, we thank you for faith in everyone's heart tonight, Lord God, that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Father, thank you that you are the God of the impossible. And, Lord, right now we believe for amazing things tonight. Lord God, because you are good and you are faithful and you are true. And more than anything else, Lord God, you are the one that wants to speak to us tonight, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Whew. I'm really excited for this preach. So, because God's been speaking to me about this for quite a few weeks, months now actually, and it's just been stirring in my heart and it's just been desperate to kind of come out. So, what I've been doing, I've been doing lots of highlighting, scribbling, underlining, circling and stuff in my journal and in my Bible. If you, if you do that, 
please do that tonight. So grab out your Bibles, your notebooks. We're going to do some circling, some underlining, some highlighting, if you feel comfortable doing that with your Bible. I know some people don't. Um, but I want you to feel free. This is, we're going to go deep tonight, okay? We're going to go deep in the Word. We're not going to hold back. We're going to go into everything God has for us. So if we could go to the title of tonight's preach, it's Don't Stop at Six, Okay? Keep that in your mind. Don't stop at six. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, you'll see in a moment. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to 46. 1 Kings 18, verse 41 to 46. It'll show up on the screen, but if, it's great if you can read it in your Bible as well. It's only six verses, but it's such a powerful story. I'll read it from the screen. Um, actually... Is it the same translation, Kev, as my Bible? Okay, I'll just read it from there anyway. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So just to put a bit of context there, at this point, so Elijah is a prophet in Israel. And at this point, there's been a drought for three years. It hasn't rained, okay, to give you a bit of context. And he's just like, like killed loads of prophets and he's had a massive victory so just yeah just so you understand go eat and drink for there is a sound of heavy rain so Ahab went off to eat and drink but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees go and look toward the sea he told the servant and he went up and looked there is nothing there he said seven times Elijah said go back the seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. By the way, I licked it up. Elijah, at this point, he ran 17 miles. 17 miles, hey? And with the power of God, that's pretty intense, isn't it? So that story, pretty cool, but we're going to break it down into verses, okay? Just because there's so much in every verse. So I have a question for you before we break it down into verses. Are you ready for rain? Do you know what I mean when I say rain? I just want to explain so we make sure we're all on the same page. When we talk about rain, we're not talking about physical or natural rain like it's in a story, but about a spiritual, a supernatural rain. The rain is a move of God where God comes and comes with his living water. The Bible says he's living water that brings everything that is dead to life. Now, the result and the consequence of all of this is that everything that was dead comes alive which means salvation. It means redemption, healing, marriages restored, friendships restored, reconciliation. It means freedom. It means so much, miracles, signs and wonders. And that's what the rain does. Now, God's been speaking to us about it as a church since January. And Pastor Clive has mentioned it quite a lot. But I really believe that it's just really important that we go back to it of what God has said because he never changes. And if he said it, it's going to happen. So, hold on. Let me just sort out my notes right here. Let's go to verse 1. Let's break the passage down one by one. So, let's go to verse, the first verse, please. It says, I hear the sound of heavy rain. 
Now, if you're circling or underlining or writing notes, underline, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming or the sound of a heavy rain, whatever translation you have. Just circle that, underline that. Why is that important? Because obviously at that point, it was not an actual rain yet. He was hearing something that was not yet there. Now, in the realm of faith, we sometimes hear things that are not actually there yet. What do I mean by that? Sometimes God speaks to you, and in your heart, you're like, whoa, God has said that, but it's not reality yet. It's God's reality. It's not ours yet. Let me ask you something. What are you hearing in your spirit at the moment? What is God saying to you? Has God given you a promise? Has God said something to you in your heart, but you do not see yet? See, Elijah was hearing something that was not there yet, but it was clearly God. Sometimes when God speaks to us, we can be like, yes, that's amazing. And we don't see it. And then we're like, was that actually God? Now, there's something really cool about this that, I've kind of heard and God's been speaking to me about is that there are actually two stages of faith needs to survive. Now, why are we talking about faith here? Well, faith and prayer go together. You can't separate them because faith without prayer is useless because you're just a hearer of the word, not doer of the word. And prayer without faith is useless because you're not praying by faith. So you won't actually see what you're praying for. So faith and prayer go hand in hand. You can't separate them. Now, the definition of faith, let's look at Hebrews 11 verse 1. I've got three translations for us to look at because we're doing a bit of teaching tonight, Bible study here. Let's look at the NIV. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, underline confidence and assurance if you've got an NIV Bible, okay? If you've got an NLT, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. If you've got an NLT like I do, underline evidence of things we cannot see. King James Version, and I love this version. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance and evidence of things not seen. Underline those, circle those. I am so excited because faith is such a powerful thing. We hear stories about faith can move mountains, faith is small as a mustard seed, but when the rubber hits the road, Are you still standing in faith? Are you still standing in faith? Because sometimes we can, it's really hard to hear from God when we're quite emotionally involved in something or we're quite emotional. Because, see, God speaks to our spirit, not to our soul. Because God's spirit speaks to your spirit. So if you're living by what you feel, feeling by what you're feeling, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's harder to hear God's voice. Because God's spirit speaks to your spirit. And we'll get in a moment to that on how we can overcome that. Because we all go through it and we all have trouble sometimes hearing God's voice. And it's not an issue. It's just learning, you know, about. And sometimes we can feel so overwhelmed by what's going on in the natural. So God, please speak to me. It's so hard to hear you. But see, it's not impossible for God to break through your soul and speak to you anyway. He can do that. He is the God of the impossible. Oh, I'm really excited. I can really feel just the power of God of what he wants to do in your lives. Because imagine just, okay, imagine with me. If we all prayed every day what God is telling us to pray, how different would things be? 
Now, this is not condemnation. It's in, I'm trying to encourage us here that we need to partner with God. We need to pray what God is telling us to pray. And we need to persevere in prayer because if we stop at six, we might not see the breakthrough. Now, it might not be six literally for us, but it's like in the story, it was seven times a servant had to go. As the walls of Jericho, it was seven times as well they had to go around. See, the thing is we need to persevere in what God has said to do. If you don't know what God is saying at the moment, go back to what he said to you first and do that. And keep praying what he's told you to pray. See, sometimes when God speaks to you about something, you might not see a change right away in a situation, like the sound of rain. Elijah heard it. It didn't happen right away. Why? Sometimes God wants to see a change in you first. God wants to use the situation to change something in your heart before he changes the circumstances. Because, see, he wants your heart to then express what needs to happen. And the natural will match up with you. Does that make sense? If we're the ambassadors of God, if we've been given the authority from God, and we're living with this faith inside of this is what needs to happen, and we persevere, the natural has to match up with God's power. And it's not something we can do. I don't, don't get me wrong. It's not about what we can do. We need to do our part. It's all that God's grace. But see, if God has spoken to you, he will give you the grace to do what he's asked you to do. He will never tell you to do something that's impossible to do. It's impossible to do on your own, but with Jesus, all things are possible. So what are you doing with what God has said to you? Are you acting on it? Are you obeying it? Are you doing it? Are you a, just a hearer of the word or a subduer of the word? Are you obeying the word even if you're not seeing results? Are you praying? Are you doing what God is saying? Please don't get me wrong. This is not in any way a condemnation. It's a challenge. And it's, I'm challenging myself here. I just really believe this is a word for, for us as kingdom faith because we need to be praying to what God has said he wants to do. And we need to, like I said, be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And we can come every week and we can have a great time. But if we don't actually do what God is telling us to do, what's the point? <laughs> see, from the moment God says something and we see the, the end result of what God has said, whether that's seconds or years, there is, a, there is a difference in between. There's a time difference in between. You agree with me? Where there's nanoseconds or centuries, it doesn't matter. But it's a difference, right? There's a time journey in it. Now, the servant was running back and forth seven times before there was a change. So can we agree that faith is a journey, right? From the moment God says it to when it happens, whether that's a few seconds or years or centuries, it's a journey. Faith is a journey. Now, our faith needs to survive certain stages in this journey to be able to go to the end. What is the first stage? Let's go back to verse 43. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked and returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. So... This stage that our faith needs to survive, the first one, is the invisibility stage. Where we don't see God do anything. Nothing. 
our faith needs to survive that stage. Like I said, whether that's minutes or seconds or years, our faith needs to survive the invisibility stage where we don't see anything. And we need to push through and persevere through that stage where we don't see any result. Why? Because if we stop at six, we might miss out on what God wants to do next. As I said, we cannot separate faith and prayer. Sometimes it's hard to pray with faith, but it's okay. Pray anyway. God will give you the faith at some point. Just because we don't have, I'm not, I'm not saying if you don't have faith, don't pray. That's not true. Pray anyway. But God will ask God to give you the faith to pray. Okay? Woo! Okay, thank you, Jesus. This is the hardest stage, the invisibility stage. It is really hard because you don't see anything. You're doubting what has God said. But what was Elijah's attitude? He persevered. He kept going. He said, go back, go back, go back. And he kept praying and he kept praying and he kept praying. You know, the way he was praying, it was probably a very uncomfortable way to pray. Head between the knees, hmm, not very comfortable, I'd imagine. Sometimes God needs to get us out of a comfort zone when we're desperate. How desperate are we to see things change? That's where God will be like, okay, now you're, you're starting to be on my page. Now let's do something about it, hey? But sometimes God waits for us to be desperate. Why? Because sometimes we think we can make it happen or it doesn't matter. God gave me a picture um, the other week of things that have been going on in our lives that we, that situations that are not from God, that we've been, they become a normal and we've tolerated them. And this is for Kevin and myself, a personal life and other areas of life. Basically, we've tolerated those things of what the enemy has done. And you know, when you're in the dark, after a while, your eyes get used to it and you start to adapt. You start to learn how to manage with it. And God said, no, 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 no. When the moment you started doing that, it started to rise above you, not just on your level, but rise above you, and it starts to oppress you and push down on you. And he said, no, no, you need to put the circumstances where they belong, and that's underneath your feet, because Jesus crushed Satan's head, so they belong there. So sometimes we need to do a bit of a, ooh, like God did a reality check with me. It was like, oh, wow, God, I'm so sorry. My eyes have learned to get used to the dark. My eyes have started to tolerate things that are not actually okay. And we need to learn to put this, to be like, whoa, okay, that's fine. Thank you, Jesus. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, but we're going to put them where they belong. Okay? At this point in the story in the Bible, there has been a drought for three years. No rain for three years. Maybe you feel right now like you're walking through a desert and that you are in a dry season. And you're just desperate for some refreshing, something fresh. I'm here to tell you, don't worry, the rain is coming. And I believe this is a prophetic word for some of you. Don't worry, the rain is coming. The rain is coming. Can you hear the sound of rain? Does it mean we're going to see it next second? We might do. But are we willing to persevere until we see the rain, the promise? See, God's been speaking to a lot, us a lot about the harvest. Do you remember the harvest that God is uh, speaking to us about with the rain? And you think, okay, rain and harvest, it's two different things. But what is it? Actually, they are connected, you know. Because 
the harvest, we're sowing seeds. Sowing seeds, what is that? We're sowing the word of God in prayer. Okay, we're sowing the word of God. We're praying. We're putting it in the ground. We're leaving it with God. God, only you can make that plant grow. Only you can make produce fruit out of that. So when we sow the word of God and we keep sowing, we keep sowing, we keep sowing, but we leave it in the ground because God grows it. We just keep planting more seed. Okay? Now, you need the rain to produce the harvest. But without seeds, there's no use for the rain to come. They both need to work together. It's like the faith and the prayer. So we need to be sowing the word of God faithfully so that when the rain comes, when the move of God comes, it can produce a harvest. Okay? And see, that's exactly what Elijah did. He persevered in prayer. Okay, second stage that our faith needs to survive. Let's go to verse 44. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Cool, hey? But this is the second stage of faith needs to survive, which is the insignificant state. Servant was basically saying, it's not nothing, it's something, but it's not enough. Because that was not the full promise that God given, get, had given. It was just this cloud as small as a man's fist. Now, we know the story, so we know there is hope. We know that's great. But maybe sometimes in your life you feel like you have been praying faithfully, 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 and you only see a cloud as small as a man's fist. And you're thinking, okay, this is good, but it's not enough. Is that all God wants to do? And maybe you give up at that point. Because you, maybe you don't think God wants to do more than that. But actually, that's insignificant stage. When our faith survives and we persevere in that insignificant stage, man, this gets exciting. See, what happened when, when um, the servant said this? Look at the next verse. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. What did that small sentence do? There is a cloud, small as a man's fist, but yeah. It caused a reaction in his heart where he was so full of faith, he was like, go, tell him the rain will stop you if you don't go now. Now that is faith. That is faith. Now let's be honest, a cloud as small as a man's hand can't really cause it to rain in the whole of Israel, can it? But he, that caused a reaction in him. It was faith. It was like hope. It was like, thank you, Jesus. This is what we've been praying for. And we're going to see the fulfillment of it. Go and run. Isn't that amazing? See, we read the story and we're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, no wonder he said, go and run. Tell Ahab. Actually, if you look at the story, it's actually remarkable that he said that. He didn't go down and pray again. He said, go, tell him right away. He's like, it's go time. It's go time. Let's go. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning where it talks about Mount Carmel. It says um, in verse 42, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. I did a bit of research about the Mount of Carmel. 
when you went on top of Mount Carmel, you could overlook the city and you could oversee parts of, of Jerusalem and Israel. And it's actually a really great place, a viewpoint. Now, why am I saying that? Basically, there was no tree, no mountain in the way that he could clearly see over the sea. Why is that important? Listen to me. Sometimes in prayer, we have to position ourselves in a way that nothing is hindering our view of what God wants to do. Now, what is that? Sometimes it can be trees or boulders or mountains in our life, whether that's doubt or experience or worry or words or whatever it is that is hindering us from having a clear view of what God wants to do. Now, this is what intercessors do, okay? They position themselves in such a way that they look out and they're ready. They're watchmen. They're like, anytime that cloud shows up, I'm ready to go. They position themselves in such a place, in a higher place, an elevated place, where nothing can stop them from seeing what God wants to do. Now, how does that apply to us? Sometimes we need to position ourselves in a way that we are praying in the way that the Holy Spirit is leading us to pray. Holy Spirit knows all things, so we need to be led by the Holy Spirit on what to pray, how to pray, because only when we go up to his level will we have that view that we need to have. If we pray in our soul, that our, our sinful nature we get in, what we're feeling we get involved, and there's no condemnation, there's nothing, it, it's okay, it's okay, but God wants to raise us to a level where we see what he sees. So when we pray, are we positioning ourselves in a way where we're on Mount Carmel and we're like, I'm watching, I'm ready. Let's go to Isaiah 62, verse 1. Because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Now let's go to verse 6 and 7. We don't have it. Okay, that's fine. I read it. This is amazing. Just stay with me. We're almost done. <coughs> Verse 6, it says, Oh, Jerusalem, I've posted watchmen on your walls. Remember that? Watchmen, watching. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest. Listen, take no rest. All you who pray to the Lord, give the Lord no rest until he completes his work until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. Now, this scripture is specific for Israel, but God was really showing me we need to do this and pray for Israel. But this also applies to our everyday situations. To not give God rest until he does what he said he will do. That's what Elijah did. He said, God said, the sound of a mighty rain, mighty rain is coming. Now, come on, let's pray until we see. He did not give God rest until he saw it happen. Let that challenge you tonight. Let that challenge us, myself, to come on. We need to get ourselves up there and just trust that God is good. See, when we continue and persevere in what God has said we should do, it's because we trust that what he said is good. That we trust that what he said will happen and he's faithful. Now, if we go back to the verse 1, please. Sorry, Karen. Isaiah verse 1. Because I love Zion. 
Circle that, highlight that in your Bible, Isaiah 62, verse 1. Because I love Zion. Why is that so important? Because when God gives you a love for something, you will persevere in prayer until you see that thing change that God has said to you about. That love is so important. Because see, let me be real here. If we don't love Kingdom Faith Burgess Hill, we will not pray for Kingdom Faith Burgess Hill. And we will not see the change that we want to see. Does that mean we have to love every part of it? No, I'm not talking about an emotional, oh my gosh, I love it. Not that kind of love. It's a spiritual love. It's a, it's a way, like Kevin and I, we're not even from here. This is not even our country, okay? We're not from here. But God has given us a spiritual kind of love that is not, conne- it's not an emotional connection with a town. It's a spiritual connection. Now, God may give you that kind of weight, if we might put it, that kind of healthy burden to pray for your, the people at the gym, at school, at work, at whatever. He might say, look, I want to give you love for these people. I want to give you love for a certain situation or passionate Maybe you're really passionate about seeing women come um, out of sexual abuse or, or whatever, prostitution. Maybe you have such a heart for it. Well, God's given you that love and that heart for a reason to pray until you see a difference. Are you still here tonight? Okay. Now let me ask a question. Don't, you don't have to put your hand up, but who of you needs a breakthrough? in prayer somewhere. You need to pray until you see a breakthrough. It's okay. I know I do. Okay. Um, Matt, can I ask you to help me for a moment, please? Matt is going to be the servant now, right now, okay? And I'm going to be Elijah, and I'm going to send him seven times, and he's going to look, and he's going to come back and say, there's nothing, okay? Now, this is not, I don't want to do a visual just to entertain you. This is for your spirit, okay? If you need this right now in your spirit, take it in, okay? Say, God, I'm going to set my mind. I'm going to pray until I see that size of a man's fist, that cloud of a, uh, whatever, it's a hard sentence to say, <laughs> a cloud the size of a man's fist. Come on. Right, Mateo, Go. Look out to see. See if there's something. Go. Run, Matteo. Run. There we go. All right. He's looking. There's nothing. He's coming back. It's fine, Matt. You can go to the end of the row and come back. Otherwise, it's going to take ages. (laughs) No, that's fine. Go again. Let's go. Go to Trevor. Come back. Yeah, that's good. All right. Do you see something? Go again. Do you see something? Go again. How many times has he gone? Go again. (laughs) Do you see something? Go again. How many times has he gone? Anyone counting? Sixth. One last time. Go again. Matil, do you see something? Cloud. (laughs) See, that's great. Thank you, Mateo. You can sit down. Why am I illustrating this? Sometimes we need to champion each other on to be like, come on, go. And maybe one of you is praying and the other one is running. The other one is doing the work and getting involved and trying to really make a difference. And the other one is praying. 
maybe someone needs to say to Kai, come on, Kai, go look again. Look again. Look again. Keep praying. Keep praying. We need to champion each other on in this because we need to help each other in our faith and be like, come on, your faith can survive this. Your faith will survive this because God is on your side and God believes in you more than anyone else. Okay? Now let your spirit catch something in your heart tonight. Claudia, could you please come and play, please? Thank you. I'm really excited because God has just spoken so clearly. We are a house of prayer as Kingdom Faith. We are a house of prayer. Now, what does that mean? It means that prayer needs to be part of everyday lives. Am I there? No, I'm not. But God is taking us on a journey here. Are we willing to start that journey with God? Are we willing to get on that journey to say, okay, God, what are you saying to me? And I believe tonight, you can start playing. Thanks. (laughs) Um, I believe tonight. God wants to drop something in your heart, either remind you of something He's already spoken to you about in the past, or maybe give you a new word, something fresh, something from the Spirit, whatever it is. I want us to take the time now. Let's all stand. Is that okay? Let's position ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. speak to you right now. Let him give you a word. Let him remind you of a word he's given you. What are you hearing in your spirit tonight? What are you hearing in your spirit? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak to us tonight. Remind us of your words. Give us new words. Holy Spirit, give us the sound that we need to hear tonight. tonight. Actually, naturally, you would hear something in your ear and God is speaking to you about something. It can be something small. It can be something big. It doesn't matter. If God has said it, it's not insignificant. If God has said it, it's not worthless. If God has said it, it's not useless. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you want a better prayer life? How many of you want to see a change in your prayer life? If you want to see, I want you to just be bold and just put your hand up. God sees your hand. God, I want, I want more of you. I want a better prayer life. I want to see what you see, Jesus. I want to pray until we get to that final one. I don't want to stop at six. I want to pray it through. Come on, pray your own prayer right now. Come on, let hope arise, let faith arise in your heart. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, let help us see what you see. Help us position ourselves in such a way that we're not hindered by anything in the natural, but we just see what you see, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
we're going to take some time to pray now. We're going to continue praying. And if you really feel like God wants to do something in your heart about prayer tonight, something in your heart, faith, prayer, perseverance, whatever it is, I want you to, to take a step of faith because it's like the servant had to run and Elijah had to pray and he had to actually go on top of the mountain in a place of faith and say, this is going to happen. I want us to take a step of faith and I want you to come forward and fill the front if you feel like it's right for you, if you feel like God wants to do something in prayer inside of you. This is not about who's watching, what's going on. No one's taking notes on who's coming forward. This is for you and God. This is a God. I believe you want to do something in me. I believe that you want to use my prayers to speak life, to speak freedom, to see things happen that are not yet here because faith is a substance and evidence of things unseen. So I want to invite you to come forward. You can form a line and just receive from Jesus that spirit of prayer, that power to pray, that faith to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just receive from Jesus. Just look at Jesus. Position yourselves. Look at Him. Listen to His heart. He wants to use other people to impart to you. So right now, just receive it. Don't focus on who's praying for you. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look for, for something He can do. Look for the person. Look for Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There is power from on high coming on you tonight. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let every chain, every doubt, every fear, any negative experience that has hindered you, let's break that off in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Keep praying. Don't give up. Just keep praying. Don't stop at six. Keep praying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 